I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome back to the News Du Jour. Today we have a pretty stacked episode, so let's get into it. The very first story I want to tell you guys about today is about the Taliban taking over two more towns. So as we have talked about a lot lately, the Taliban are taking over Afghanistan strategically as the U.S. begins to withdraw from the country. This is the outcome they have waited for for years, and you'd better bet they are ready with a plan. Just over the weekend, they entered two new provincial capitals located in the north. With great precision, they seized the entrance to the cities before dispersing themselves throughout the city. In one of them, the local security forces tried to take a stand in an attempt to keep the Taliban out, but lost 20 of their most elite service members in the process. It was futile, but it was brave. In the past, it has been the U.S. that usually comes in with backup to protect these smaller towns from Taliban invasion, but no longer. Since we first began withdrawing on May 1st, the Taliban has seized 50 districts, according to data from the New York Times. This will likely continue throughout the country, but no one really knows exactly what the future looks like under Taliban rule. But as always, we will keep you guys posted. For our next story, we are discussing a Wuhan lab update. So if you guys remember, we talked about how the Biden administration is officially looking into a leak from the lab in Wuhan because there's now significant evidence to support the idea that the coronavirus may have been leaked from there. Well, here's a little update on that situation. China apparently has a whole administration called the National Administration for the Protection of State Secrets. That's something we pretty much knew about already. But if it's not sus, I don't know what is. Apparently, this group was actually conducting studies at the lab in Wuhan. And the scientists there had to sign pledges to protect confidential information about these studies. And this was long before the COVID outbreak. They had classified projects going down in that lab, and these experiments fell under the Chinese state secret laws. Now, the U.S. also has classified projects, 
scientific ones going on at times. And actually, there are reported 219 incidents in 2019 alone where someone accidentally released a deadly toxin. But that's just here in the U.S. The thing is, though, none of them caused a global pandemic. And we don't know that this lab in China did. But these two things happening in the same place is definitely something to look into. But some scientists here in the U.S. even assert that we will likely never know for sure and that it would be really hard to prove or disprove it for certain unless somebody speaks up or some documents can be produced to prove it one way or the other. Who knows? But as always, we will keep you guys posted on this unfolding story. So for our next story, the Supreme Court weighs in on college sports. Okay, guys, so we rarely cover sports stories on here, and that is for a reason. I'm not really a sports buff. It's one topic that I'm not really well versed on. But don't you worry. I have a husband who follows these things closely, so I had him break it down for me, and I'm here to relay this information to you guys because it's actually super interesting and important. Here goes. So basically, the Supreme Court stepped in to discuss whether or not college athletes could be paid additional funds as they bring in so much money to universities you know, for their sports abilities. And the vote was unanimous. It is not illegal to pay college athletes. So this was the ruling that they came to at the Supreme Court. The universities are free to pay their athletes. So what does this mean? Well, it means that in addition to paying for their schooling, their books, their housing, study abroad, etc., schools are now allowed to pay their college athletes to attend school there, which was actually specifically outlawed by the NCAA for years. News to me. Anyway, (laughs) that thing, the thing is, while this could help schools attract top talent to their teams, it can also dig into their profits. And it can also tip the scales towards schools that are willing to pay more to these student athletes versus ones who are not. It basically creates a bidding war over high school athletes to draft them into their teams, which puts even more pressure on these already really stressed out high school seniors. That said, these student athletes really do bring in the big bucks for their schools. They allow for millions to pour into these schools in merchandise, tickets, food sales, not to mention television deals. In some ways, it's actually kind of crazy that they haven't been getting paid for the value they provide these schools with. But these students already have a reputation for kind of walking around campus like they own the place. And being paid to be there, well, certainly won't help that. But now it will be up to the schools whether or not to begin paying their players and exactly what that would look like. Who's going to go first? (laughs) 
And for our last story today, we have another sports story. What is this? I don't know. I'm going to talk about another sports-related topic, a Doritos fashion sports story. You're going to have to hang in there with me on this one, (laughs) but it's good. So, yes, we are ending today with a sports story that involves Doritos. I can't make this stuff up, you guys. The night before Christina Clemens was supposed to be trying out for the literal Olympics, she went to the mall. She dipped into Hot Topic and she spotted a pair of Cool Ranch Dorito dangly earrings and thought to herself, how cute. I love Doritos and these match my uniform. I'm going to wear them tomorrow for the race. And it ended up being likely the best $8 investment Clemens has ever made. But before we get into that real quick, let me back up a step and tell you a little bit more about Christina's journey to these Olympic tryouts. You see, it was not a walk in the park for Clemens to get to what happened the other day. Far from it. Back in 2013, as she was clearing a hurdle in practice, she felt a tug at the back of her leg and heard a stomach-dropping pop. She had ruptured her Achilles tendon, one of the most painful injuries that an athlete can endure. They told her she would need a year to recover, which devastated her. But it wouldn't be a year before she was back to normal, you know, running hurdles again, No, it was just a year before she could even stand back up and walk on her own again. She would have to completely relearn her running and her hurdle abilities with new limitations. But you guys, she fought her way out of that and competed for the Olympics this year at age 31. And you guys, she made the team. She scored in third, even after her injury, making the team wearing, yep, you guessed it, her Doritos earrings that she just happened to buy the night before because they matched her uniform. The following day, when the emotional pictures broke onto the internet of her joyous sobs after crossing the finish line, onlookers had to zoom in to see what was happening with those earrings, the Doritos earrings. Next thing she knows, they are reaching out to her via social media for a brand deal. A great $8 investment, am I right? Congratulations to Christina Clemens on her brave fight to overcome her injury and for making it to the Olympics. You're someone I might actually watch sports for. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media today to become a patron. 
This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 oh.